You're listening to a podcast hosted on the Podcaster Matrix. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com. Are you troubled by pop culture references you don't understand? Does trying to figure out a good jumping on point in a long-running comic series keep you up at night? Have you or your friends or family seen a comic book-based movie, TV show, or cartoon and not known what was going on? If the answer is yes, then this is the podcast for you. My Big Fat Pull List. Our assembly of knowledgeable hosts are eager to help answer all your comic book-based pop culture questions. We're ready to geek out with you. That new comic book series, is it going to be a waste of money? That new TV show, is it going to be a waste of time? That new movie, is it going to be a waste of both? Well, we here at My Big Fat Pullist are here to let you know, quite frankly, is Is it it worth it? it? Welcome to another edition of Is It Worth It? where we, your hosts, select something from comic book pop culture and inform you, our loyal listeners, if it's worth your time and your money or not. For this episode, we will be taking a journey into the far future with DC Comics' Legion of Superheroes, written by Brian Michael Bendis and art by Ryan Sook. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. X, and with me tonight is... Dr. Impact. Smurfy. Ready to travel that mystery river, Pistol Danger. Uh, uh, the mystery river? Mystery so, river, so, wow. Do you have a Do you have a time-traveling riverboat? Listen, I'm just here for the journey and the mystery. Hey, if it's the Legion, it would be a time bubble. Ah, uh, okay. yes, the time bubble, yes. They like bubbles. Yes. Bubbles are all the rage in the future. Hmm. I prefer my tubes and my technology of them. I think I would be... A little too claustrophobic for a tube, mm. unless it was moving very fast. Okay, but bubbles—I don't know how you breathe in a bubble. You know, eventually you're going to breathe. You're going to use up all the air. Yeah, yeah, probably. I don't think I don't think either way is is appropriate. Give me teleportation. I'm sure that you know somebody has invented some sort of cleaner and and easier way, or, or maybe they are on some site like a like Patreon. Hey, speaking about Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful segue there, Dr. Impact. <laughs> if you would like to hear us babble on about other random, useless things, head on over to Patreon, because we actually have a tier to where you, yes, you, loyal listeners, get to pick the episode topic that we will talk about. Correct. All right, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that stunning contribution, Pistol. <laughs> Well, you know, I think I, I know where to go. I mean, I, I, I would assume they know where to go. So, You know what happens when we assume we make an ass out of you and me. So, Pistol, why don't you tell them where they could find our Patreon page? Gladly. Why don't you head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash my big fat pull list and select a tier that represents your innermost desires. Spoiler From this moment on, spoilers are in effect. You have been warned. First experiences with the Legion. 
Now I have to I have to be honest with not only you guys but uh, also our listeners. One of the reasons why I was interested in reading Brian Michael Bendis's take on the Legion is because I've never read the Legion before because I- I've always been too I guess too timid. There was too much backstory involved. There was too much continuity, and I didn't know a, a decent place to jump in. So sure the Legion would be talked about or mentioned in comic books that I read back in the, back in the nineties. But my first real experience came from the, uh, the cartoon series that uh, debuted in 2006. I still need to watch that. I've never seen that show. Well, for, for not knowing anything really about the Legion, the cartoon show is a great way to understand who the characters are and the world that they inhabit in the future. And I love the fact that it's in the future. It's, oh, well, we have a Justice League, but it's from one member from every planet that is a, that is a part of the United Planet System. I'm like, oh, okay. Neat. Yeah, yeah. And and they have the those the, the cute names like Lightning Lad and Bubble Boy. Bubble Boy and Saturn Girl and things like that. It's, it's very retro naming. Don't of forget a, about of Matter Eater Lad. Matter Eater Lad. That's, I mean, that's just pure poetry right there. <laughs> I'm hooked already just by the names. A few years later, after the cartoon, in uh, season eight of uh, Smallville, there was an episode, uh, uh, 2009 season eight. The episode was actually called Legion, written by Jeff Johns. Yeah, I remember that. And it had a couple of uh, Legionnaires travel from the future to interact with a young Clark Kent. And uh, other than that in the cartoon, that that's really my experience with the Legion. My pretty much only experience with the Legion is from the 19, what, 94 Superman cartoon, where they had a couple Legionnaires go back in time and help out a young Clark Kent. And it was only three of them. It was like Bubble Boy and Saturn Girl and I think one other guy. Hmm. And that was about it, unless they crossed over in the comics, which was kind of few and far between. I never really had much exposure to them at all. Mine was also the cartoon. Uh, I didn't watch all of it, but I did watch just enough to get an idea of who they were. And then I flipped right back to my Batman DVDs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It sounds to me like I'm the one who has the most exposure with the Legion. And and that's not much, but um, you know, and of course I would, I would see them in, crossovers going as far back as Crisis, which is where I I started to learn some of their names when I first read Crisis. But my real first exposure was right after Zero Hour. You know, when Zero Hour ended and all the books rebooted with issue zeros, I was always interested in the Legion. I was always curious. And much like Mr. X, it it always seems so daunting. Where do you jump in at? There's hundreds of thousands of legion runs you know the legion volume 28 now where do you where do you start and this seemed interesting because the way zero hour was structured the legion completely started from scratch after zero hour and so legion of superheroes issue zero and legionnaires the issue zero those were the two books they were a fresh new start so i i read those and i read them for about not quite a year's worth. If I remember correctly, the combination of being in my later years of high school at that point, 
and reading too many other damn comics, you know, as is always <laughs> my problem. Right. Uh, it, it was it was too much for me to absorb and understand at the time. Now, I mean, I've I've since, uh, especially very recently, started going back and I've I've started rereading various different runs and I've I've started to wrap my head around what the Legion is. But yeah, but I would say zero hour, post zero hour. That's that's my real first introduction. And that's where we ask you, our loyal listeners, what was your first experience with the Legion of Superheroes? Let us know. Head on over to any of our social media sites, Facebook, Instagram, the Twitter, and let us know. Brief history. For anybody that doesn't know anything about the Legion, like I was before I started reading Brian Michael Bendis's book, I figure give the listeners a little bit of information about the history of the Legion. And it's it's a very condensed history. That's why I call it a brief history. Mm-hmm. But at least this way, our listeners and our fellow podcasters who know nothing about the comic versions of the team mm-hmm. will get an idea of where these characters came from and what this team has, has been through both in Canon and in production at DC. Now their first appearance was in adventure comics, number two forty-seven, way back in April of 1958. Yep. And uh, Superboy was the team's inspiration for being heroes and at one point in time, the, the Legion brings Superboy to the future to hero with them. Superboy's interaction with the Legion was retconned because continuity is a bitch, especially when you're a company who likes to have crises that destroys mm-hmm. your continuity. And that's when Zero Hour happened. After Zero Hour, like uh, Dr. Impact said, Two new books were put out with their own brand new continuity, Legion of Superheroes and Legionnaires. That was released in October of 1994. And those books lasted for a while. And for me, most notably, uh, and this is this is when I was actually reading passively some, some DC books just because they were available. They actually, even though it's a brand new continuity, they bring Superboy, at this point in time, Connor Kent, the uh, clone of Superman and Lex Luthor, they actually bring him to the future. So in a way, they continue their trend of bringing a Superboy <laughs> to the future without it actually being Clark Kent because uh, after Crisis and then, of course, fixing things with Zero Hour, there was no more Superboy in DC continuity. Right. Supposedly, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Because all of that came back to bite him in the ass later on. Uh, and then Mark Wade comes along and reboots the team in 2004 with yet another continuity. Yep. That's another and relaunch. in this one, yeah, another another reboot, another relaunch. And in this one, we actually get Supergirl yeah. traveling to the future and, and being with the Legion for a while. And I saw some of those. I almost actually started picking up that book because i was like "Ooh, if supergirl's going to be on the legion that would be a really good time to jump in because this is around the time that i'm reading green lantern the jeff and john all the green stuff. yeah the jeff john stuff of green lantern and all that stuff so so i'm aware of dc continuity at this point in time 
So when Supergirl's jumping into the future, I'm like, hmm, should I? And of course I didn't, but uh, I've always been interested to see what her adventures were like with the uh, with that team. Then things get a little convoluted because post-Infinite Crisis happens and Jeff Johns, I mean, Jeff Johns, he loves his Legion, uh, does a nice miniseries called Legion of Three Worlds, mm-hmm. which essentially shows that all versions of the Legion exist in the multiverse. And he, I guess it was his way to pay respect to the old continuity while trying to forge a new continuity. And correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. X, but I believe that was yet another full reboot by the end of that. Wasn't it? I I believe so. Yeah. Reboot. Uh, yeah, but the 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 thing is, though, is that that reboot didn't last long because guess what happens? Yep. New 52. Yep. Which evidently had its own Legion story that did not last very long. Yeah. Yeah, I and, remember reading some of those when the New 52 started and just even my limited Legion exposure, I remember thinking, what in the world is that this is not the Legion? Right. And and because it had anything to do with the New 52, I, I, I didn't even bother looking up any information because, as we all know, Mr. X hates the New 52. You're the only one. <laughs> yeah, sure. The New Book. So as I said earlier, Legion of Superheroes is written by Brian Michael Bendis with art from Ryan Sook. And this book just started in 2019. And it had a big lead up because everybody was going crazy, especially when Brian Michael Bendis left Marvel and came to DC. He started writing Superman and everybody was like, holy crap, Bendis is writing Superman. Now, I haven't read his Superman, but I've heard good things and I've heard not so good things. I I like it for the most part. I mean, you know, there's some stuff that's strange in there, but but overall, you know, after having read Bendis's Iron Man and Bendis's Daredevil, both solo books. Um, I felt his Iron Man was, eh, it was fine. It wasn't bad. Right. It was fine. Um, his Daredevil, of course, is fantastic. Superman falls somewhere in the middle, leaning a little bit more towards the Daredevil end of quality, but um, not quite as good as Bendis's Daredevil, and and nowhere near as, eh, as his Iron Man. Right. Okay. All right. I got really excited because he started writing a Young Justice book. And I'm like, holy crap, it's Young Justice. And these are the characters that I actually care about that got swept under the carpet in New 52 or were completely different. But the way that they present the book, it's like, oh, these these are the characters that you know pre-New 52. But there's a big mystery. And I'm like, well, I've got to pick this up. And I ended up falling in love with it because it's it's Young Justice. These are my characters. Yes, when you think of Robin, you think of Dick Grayson, and he went off to be Nightwing. But for me, when I was reading comics, Tim Drake was my Robin. Connor Kent was my Superboy. Bart Allen was my Kid Flash. I picked that up and I'm like, all right, Bendis is knocking it out of the park with this. So when it was announced he was going to do Legion and... It was going to be a brand new continuity for for Legion of Superheroes. I'm like, okay, well, I have to, I have to pick this up just to see what how it is because I've always wanted to get into Legion. 
And the other thing that was extremely interesting about the prospect of, of all of this, especially after the success of Young Justice, because like you, Mr. X, I, I got into that book very, very, very much. Bendis has always done well with ensemble team books. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously his New Avengers is, of course, iconic. But even his X-Men run, I really enjoyed, for the most part. There was some strange stuff, but for the most part, I really enjoyed his X-Men run. Yeah, same and, here. Um, and so I, I just, you know, I was so excited about him taking over the Legion because, oh man, a guy who is one of my favorite writers and who handles ensemble team books so well, and they're going to relaunch the Legion from scratch. I mean, this is this is a match made in heaven. The leading for the the actual series uh, started up in Superman issues 14 and 15, Supergirl issue 33, and then Legion of Superheroes Millennium issues one and two. So we've got five issues that are are this great ramp up to this brand new uh, series. Now, in the Superman book, the Jaxer storyline was wrapping up. And for those of you who weren't reading Superman, it turns out, hey, there was somebody personally responsible for destroying Krypton, and his name is Jaxer. That's that's kind of like all you really need to know. There's a lot more detail. There's there's Jor-El is involved, Zod is involved, but it just boils down to the fact that this dude Jaxer destroyed Krypton. Yeah. I think he also goes by the name of Rogel Czar, I think. Sounds like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. In the wrapping up of the this storyline, Superboy, uh, who is John Kent, uh, suggests that they form a u- kind of a united federation of planets. I mean, I know that's that's Star Trek, but essentially, all of the the world leaders of all these planets are there, present to to learn the story of yeah, the whole reason why Krypton was destroyed is because we always we all keep secrets. And we need to stop doing that. If our universe is going to survive, we have to stop doing things like this. So John Kent suggests, well, we have the United Nations on Earth. Why don't we have a United Planets? Before the planetary leaders can actually agree to it, the Legion of Superheroes shows up from the future to see the historic event happen. The problem is, is that they actually interrupt it. But of course, you know, things still work out. Everybody agrees. It's unanimous. So Unity Day happens. And because John Kent was responsible for the creation of Unity Day, the Legion invites him to travel to the future and see how things are there. And I'm like, all right, well, that's a that's a great way to set things up. Mm-hmm. The Supergirl issue is useless. Absolutely freaking useless. Useless in, in regards to the legion stuff yeah now it does it does play a a bit of a part later when supergirl gets infected by the batman who laughs but that that is a whole different thing and has nothing to do with the legion so in regards right. to the legion yeah it is yeah absolutely right right if if you're reading supergirl on a issue by issue basis then yes issue 33 is just as important as issue 32 and issue 34 right, right. but for the the lead up, the right, ramp up to right. the beginning of Legion, this was it actually just reused pages from Superman yep. to show that yeah, Supergirl was there too. Moving on, we've got the two issues of Millennium, which was presented in a way of hey, so you know all those different future versions of the DC universe that are out there. Well, we're going to actually make them all exist in a linear way, and I'm like. Uh, okay 
I mean, I like future stuff. I don't know a lot about the DC future stuff, except for like Batman Beyond. But uh, but I'm all I'm all for a future story. The problem is, is that the story revolves around a character that I knew nothing about, a character called Rose Forrest, who has a split personality and and turns into a I guess she's a vigilante known as Thorn. Mm -hmm. And she's like super strong and, and has a really bad attitude. And evidently she finds out she's immortal. And we see this character never age, but she's, she's always there in the thick of things as time progresses. And we see her life through the many futures of the DC universe. You know, we see her with Batman beyond. We also get commandy, the last boy on earth. Mm-hmm talk about retro right there. And then there's a whole bunch of other futures that are, that are touched upon that I know nothing about as a reader. I was reading this and going like, well, it's, it's interesting, but what does this have to do with the Legion? And the only thing that it really has to do with the Legion is the fact that it's showing you, this is what earth and the human race went through in the thousand years between modern day and when the book is supposed to start. And I get it. I think it could have been a more interesting story. I think it also could have been a, a more clearly structured story. I had I had to read the, the two-issue Millennium twice to follow it. I, I had a different right. time following it. It seemed like the first issue was easier to follow than the second issue. The second issue agreed. got real abstract. Yeah, agreed. And, uh, and the way that the second issue ends is... Rose shows up to Legion headquarters and offers her services to the Legion. And I'm like, uh, okay, cool. Uh, it didn't do anything for me, but you know, uh, again, I'm not fluent in DC futures. So then we get Legion of superheroes, number one, and I'm going to cover the story plot points of issue one through six. So in issue one, Superboy arrives in the future and <laughs> They constantly keep telling him, oh, you need to partake in the orientation because then all of your questions will be answered. But things keep on interrupting that orientation. And we jump around to different planets to where bad guys are after this mysterious object. And we find out, hey, guess what? It's Aquaman's trident. So Aquaman's trident has survived uh, a millennium and is is sought after by by big bad guys. So the Legion's actions in trying to uh, obtain the Trident causes planetary strife and and there's there's a whole bunch of bad people who want to go to war with New Earth. So there's a lot of political stuff involved in the first handful of issues including like this in, this almost useless issue issue 3 Superboy travels back in time to grab Damian Wayne because they're best friends. And John Kent brings Damian Wayne to the future to, to see, yeah, yeah, look, you could be a legionnaire too. And the Legion freak out because they're like, oh crap, you can't do that. And they wipe his memory and send him back in time because they allude to the fact that evidently Damian Wayne turns out to be some sort of horrible terrorist sometime in the future. Nobody ever says it, but they allude to it. So I'm like, well, I, I get the, the the need for peril building, but did we really need to waste an entire issue or at least half of an issue on, on just that? We could have dealt with the plot because we get introduced to a whole bunch of characters and yet know 
nothing about them. It, it's like Bendis was writing this for just fans of the Legion and didn't really bother to worry about what new fans were going to think. And and that, I think, is very much a major case with the book overall. And Mr. Ox, I'll let you finish the, the recap but uh, before I go into more detail on that. But I, I think you're absolutely right. I think that Bendis is making this for Legion fans. Yeah, because, I mean, unless you actually wanted to read about the adventures of John Kent Superboy in the future with the Legion of Superheroes, what other reason are you going to pick up this book for? You know, I was under the impression that John Kent was going to be our eyes in the future and we were going to experience the future through him. And that's not the case. That's not the case at all. In issue four and five, they even say, hey, we're going to give you the origin of the Legion of Superheroes. And I'm like, oh, okay. I I get the whole use of nonlinear storytelling. That's fine. I I totally understand it. But at least you're actually going to give us some answers here four and five is lackluster because again it's more political uh the president of planet forms a group of youngsters to quell the youth unrest in the galaxy it was going to be mostly like a youth un kind of a thing only they have superpowers so once that group is formed they decide hey let's get more people from other planets and form a group that can help the universe. Yeah, but how are we going to do that? Well, how about we go back in time and grab John Kent to teach us how to be superheroes? Because, as we all know from history lessons, he is the one true Superman. And I'm like, what? What? Okay, let's. Hopefully, we we're putting a pin in this now, but hopefully, we come back to it. Uh, but the thing is, is that even after we get the brief interlude of learning how the first three members of the league joined and it was uh saturn girl lightning lad and cosmic boy of course Mm -hmm. because those are your three most prominent characters throughout history and then of course they also introduced brainiac five early on where this origin is concerned but but by issue six when everything gets wrapped up the, the legion show that they are heroes and that they really don't need Superboy to teach them and hell Superboy himself even says I don't know what you guys are talking about you guys are pretty heroic I don't know why you need me so in a way by the end of issue six you kind of negate the fact that you even need this character to be a part of this team yeah when does blatant exposition chum show up is that issue seven have you not gotten to him the thing is though is that ironically enough there is no real blatant exposition, oh. which when you hear that, you go like, oh, well, that's refreshing. But when you don't have any exposition, when it's just them saying, oh, wait till you find out about that. I mean, Gold Lantern appears in issue one of the book, but he's actually does something in issue six to where Superboy notices him as like Gold Lantern. Who's that? And one of the leaguers says, oh, his origin's great. Wait till you find out. And I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> again, again, it's just more teasing of characters. It's like, let's throw as many characters out there as we can 
and are we waiting to see who the audience likes most? I mean, are we are are, are we going to pull a an American Idol here and and write in and say, hey, so I really like this character, this character, and that character, but this other character seems useless. Why is he even here? Mm. I'm honestly surprised they haven't put out a side book because the way you're describing it to me sounds like video game DLC. Oh, this character became pretty popular. You know, it's thirty bucks and you can get like a exclusive story about why he's that. So. Yeah. Man, yeah. That just and and no 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 oh man. Maybe they're saving for spin-offs. Hey, we can do a six issue series about Gold Lantern. People will dig that. More money. Gold Lantern kid. Yeah. Buy the six issue miniseries. Right. Well, and and who knows. But again, he doesn't do anything. I mean, he doesn't even have a line of dialogue in the book, but he's on the cover of the issue. Sweet. Neat. You know, for me, it, it, me personally, I think had been to spent more time building the league had we not built this giant roster of characters and then got Superboy had it been okay so there's five of them and they go back in time to get Superboy to help them build the rest of the legion I think that would have been a more entertaining story than what we're getting because we're just thrown in the middle of this world that John Kent doesn't understand and we don't understand because nobody's telling us anything and uh, for me, that's that's not how you tell a story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I said earlier in this episode, I, I have recently gotten far more interested in the Legion. I, I've started going back, and, and especially through the, the courtesy of the DC Universe app. Oh, yes. um, you know, I've, I've started uh, reading some of the older stuff. Just for just for fun, and just kind of figure out who the characters were, yeah. And then eventually, I'll get up to you know the Great Darkness War, which is the the Legion versus Darkseid and the Apocalypse folks, yeah, right yeah. before Crisis, which I'm very interested in reading all of. I've also at the same time started reading the, I guess it's the third volume, the Legion of Superheroes, what's known as the Five Years Later run. Yeah, yeah, and the five years later run, I guess. I guess there was a run that that started after the Dark Side story, and it ran however many issues, and then it ended, and then there was the new series that took place five years later, and the Legion were all now adults or closer to adult age. They were right, you know twenties right. or something. I've started kind of reading those, and those are very interesting. And that's the series that eventually got brought into zero hour and was then rebooted from scratch. I've read various Legion launches over the years and bits and pieces, never, never very long. What I've noticed about the new series, the Bendis series is that on one hand, if you are a longtime Legion fan, Bendis is kind of doing what the, writers at IDW were doing for the Turtles in the sense that he is taking pieces from everything and kind of making this pseudo ultimate Legion story and world. It seems to me like there was one of two things has occurred here. Either he spent so much time building this world that he didn't come up with a story to tell Mm. or 
he jumped right into the story without building the world. And I don't honestly know, I can't tell which one is the case, because his his attempt at doing this amalgamized ultimate Legion, a la the IDW Ninja Turtle book, if you do not know Legion history, it's not very good. Gentlemen, I'm dying to know. Suk it to me now. Is this book worth it? Well, Pistol brings up a good point. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the point of the episode. Is it worth it? Let's take a look at the number of books I picked up just to get a story. It's 11 issues. Now, because of the shops that I go to, I got it at a reduced price, but you're still talking about I've spent over $30 for 11 issues and I don't feel I've gotten my money's worth, you know, for someone interested in learning about the Legion from the ground floor, I got very little of that. That makes absolute sense to me for, for someone. Yeah. In your position, I, that doesn't, that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. There are way too many characters that are thrown at you way too fast. And the only ones that ever get any kind of development are Saturn girl, lightning lad, Cosmic Boy, and a little bit of Brainiac 5. And of course, unless you actually have read any of the Superman stuff previously, you don't really know John Kent either. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just because he's Clark and Lois's boy, everything should be fine. No, I, I, I'd i like to know the character as well. I know you and I are both collecting this book. For me, I, I'm done. I'm. I, it is not worth it for me anymore. I'm stopping with issue six, and and I will say goodbye to the Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, that makes total sense, Mister X, for you to drop the book. And and um, not only does it not surprise me, but it also, um, I think for for anyone who is a new reader, it's probably the the wisest choice. Which I hate to say, I will stick with it for a little while. There is enough in the final issue that I read issue six, that last part of the story, there was enough that occurred in there that connected to other things of the Legion from, from the stuff that I have been reading recently. It it was enough of a grab for me as a longtime DC fan to be able to follow it. Um, Okay. So, and especially because, you know, getting, you know, if I can get them at a reduced price through, you know, pull list, save discounts and what have you, then absolutely. Um, However, I will say that if I was not getting it through the discounted pull list price that I I am fortunate enough to get it at, I I probably would have dropped it if I was still paying full price. Oh, okay. There was not enough in it for me that was worth the full price. Now, the price that I pay for it, Yes, it's it's worth it for me, <laughs> and especially too because uh, you know I've been so invested in DC for so long, and even though I left during the New Fifty Two, I've been I've read I would say eighty five percent of everything that's come out since Rebirth started. Yeah, so I am so entrenched in everything that DC's been doing, and one of the big issues that I see going forward, which will determine how much longer I stick with DC is the fact that they have basically, by not officially announcing anything, they've also sort of officially announced that the 5G thing is not happening. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Which is a whole a whole another episode. We can get into that another time. But but the point I'm getting at is that I think a lot of things that are that the groundwork was laid for in a lot of books right now were leading to five G. Case in point, you said that they mentioned that John Kent is the one true one Superman. true Superman. Yeah. Well, we all know that in five G, when five G was supposed to start, John Kent was going to become Superman. So clearly, they were trying to connect that. They were tr- they were absolutely trying to lay that groundwork so that had mm. that all come to pass, and then you go back and reread the Legions, it's like, oh wow, look at that. They they were connecting back then, which is smart. However, that was a Dan Didio plan, and when Dan Didio was let go, they dropped the plan, especially with COVID. That that changed everything. Right. right. So between COVID and Dan Didio being fired, the whole 5G thing went away, and therefore anything that was in particularly this Legion book that was going to connect to any of that, that Bendis was building to. And we all know that he likes longer games, not the long game, but he likes longer games. Oh, yeah. Anything that he was playing a long game on may not even be happening now. You know, it throws a lot of the Legion and and DC in general into question. I, I will keep with it at this point through Death Metal. Um, and when Death Metal is over and we have yet another somewhat soft, maybe hard, maybe full-on relaunch, who knows what it'll be now, uh, whatever it ends up being, uh, I'll make a decision at that point in time. The verdict is backed from at least I, Mr. X. Legion of Superheroes is not worth it. But again, that's just my personal opinion. I think from Dr. Impact's point of view, it's also not worth it at full price. It's also not worth it, I would say, to new readers wanting to learn about the Legion. I, I would say if I was forced to come up with an answer to, to join Mr. X on this, I, I would be forced to say not worth it. However, if you know, if you're a lister out there who knows DC Comics well or knows the Legion well, it could be worth it. We'll say that. I want to ask our listeners, uh, are any of you reading Legion of Superheroes by Brian Michael Bendis? And if so, do you think it's worth it? Let us know. Head on over to our website at mybigfatpulllist.com and uh, give us your opinions. We want to know. Well, Smurfy Pistol, uh, I hope I haven't turned you off of learning about the Legion of Superheroes, because because they are interesting characters in the other mediums that I've seen them in, just maybe not in this particular comic book. Yeah, no, it seems like Brian Michael Bendis is trying to turn us off of learning about the Legion. <laughs> well said. I always thought the Legion characters were super interesting, but not in this book. I will find other means to learn about them. I will say to to all three of you, actually, the, as someone who has now started going down the Legion rabbit hole, you know, you, you really have to love old comics to read the old stuff. So I, I wouldn't push that on people. You really got to love that kind of style to, to get into right. those. I think that either the five years later run that Keith Giffen started in, what was that, 1989, yeah, is so. probably a great place for anyone who's interested to, to jump in, or... To me, what what I feel like was always the most interesting, and I can't wait to get to it in rereading stuff, is the the post-zero hour. Because it is a 
complete, fresh start. Well, that's it, blisters. Until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Mr. X. I'm Dr. Impact. I'm Smurfy. Pistol Danger Chap. And we'll keep working hard to save you money in the next episode of Is It Worth It? That's our show, folks. Tell your friends and family about our program. What he means is you and everyone you know should subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on every app possible. Want to help support the show? Visit our Patreon page. We have a variety of incentives at multiple tiers, sure to satisfy any and all hardcore geeks. You can also follow us on social media where we post weekly comic picks, breaking news stories, and glimpses into our everyday geek lives. Until next time, keep your turtle shells waxed. (laughs) Your power rings charged. And your proton packs primed. Ooh, what's this do? No, Smurfy, not the containment unit. Smurfy, next Yo. time don't talk so damn much, okay? I'm, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I mean, you would, none of us could get a word in edgewise. Okay? I don't. I, I seriously don't know. Like, I know the names <laughs> of the characters of Legion of Superheroes, but I know nothing about them because, like, they were brought up in either other comics or the cartoons. But I never really read. I'm just, I'm just giving you shit. Yeah, I was here to learn and observe. So. And we learned nothing. <laughs> yeah, I learned not to pick up this book. So. <laughs> the hell was that? I'm putting away the letters. And oh. city exploded. In between, in between tones. They're all dead. <laughs> There's Lego people everywhere. Oh my god. It's so heads are all over the place. There's just limbs and heads everywhere. <laughs>